When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Rob Sesternino back again to talk on the RHAP Rewind. Today, we're talking about the simple life. Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie going around doing all sorts of different things and uh, should be a uh, very fun look back here. And of course, let me welcome in a man who I guess uh, him and Jacob Jones were, uh, I guess, like the Paris and Nicole of Big Brother Boxing uh, this weekend. Here is the great Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? I'm good. So (laughs) you're probably more the Nicole Richie and Jacob Jones is more the Paris. Is that fair to say? Well, we're both children, so, (laughs) you know, I think this works. This analogy probably works because these two women were definitely children as well, uh, well into their adult lives. So, yeah, maybe. I think think I'm Nicole mostly, yeah, Mm -hmm. but I am hot, very hot. (laughs) That's hot. That's hot. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's hot. All right. Um, Excited for this one, and we've got a a great guest here with us to talk about it, a uh, simple life expert. Please welcome in uh, the great Lavina Pavel. Lavina, how are you? I'm doing amazing this morning. Um, I guess you guys could call me the Simple Life super fan. Um, Before there were, you know, Big Brother super fans, I was a Simple Life super fan. And I'm super excited to talk about this. Um, I've been dying to talk about this and anyone who's willing to hear me talk about it. So very happy to be here. Lavina, talk that through with us. Uh, How did you become a uh, Simple Life super fan? So like most reality TV, obviously the peak of reality TV was like the early 2000s, which I believe this first started airing in 2003. Um, I was, I was kind of too young to really know what I was watching. I definitely watched this live when it was airing, but I was too young, like I said, to understand. So I always go back and rewatch. I did a whole America's Next Top Model rewatch. I did a whole Simple Life rewatch. And I think this probably like, I wouldn't consider this an obscure reality TV show, but just kind of like a smaller non big brother survivor-esque scale reality show it's definitely like in my top two or three okay Chappelle, for some of our younger listeners who may not remember uh the simple life what it is can you just explain the premise of the simple life uh yeah let's do it so back back in the day in the reality tv you know the early days of reality tv there were you know a lot of formats for these shows you know like the competition shows we know um, like Big Brother and Survivor, but then also the dating shows. 
But this was one of the, like, this was in the vein of this, like, reality TV, like, I don't know, formula where you would take celebrities or normal people and drop them into a world that's so far out of their realm and see how they react. Like, how do rich people act on a farm? Or how do uh, poor people act in a rich life? It, it, you know, this was a thing that was happening. I remember uh, Vanilla Ice was Amish one time, you know, like sent him to like mm-hmm. a place where he could live with the Amish people. You know, they, they, this was a, just a thing that they did in 2000s. It was, it was something that worked, but it worked largely because of The Simple Life. The Simple Life was a show that uh, followed the lives of Paris and uh, Hilton and Nicole Richie. For the younger listeners, uh, Paris Hilton is the one of the heiresses to the Hilton, uh, le- you know, legacy and, you know, all that good stuff, Hilton Hotels. And then Nicole Richie, the daughter of Lionel Richie, uh, the famous, you know, black pop star, um, icon, legend, you know, and so they took these two very wealthy, um, basically socialites, heiresses, if you will, and said, okay, what happens if we take them so far out of their realm and, you know, make them deal with normal people and, you know, live life in the world of someone who doesn't have a ton of money, who doesn't have the, you know, people fawning over them, um, and so that's how we get the simple life. We take Paris and Nicole and we drop them off in a small town and see just how they interact with this family and these uh, locals. And yeah. that's, you know, and that's the formula. And honestly, Rob, it worked and it worked over and over and over again. Yeah, I think that there is some important like history here with this show where I'm not sure if it was like the first sort of like celeb reality show, but like it was one of the first ones where the you know there's uh, like uh so much I think of like even like where we have like the popularity of like all the different franchises like whether it's the the Real Housewives or a- any mm-hmm. of these other like um you know reality shows that are just like following people around where there's no game. I, I think a lot of that is owed to the early success, uh, like especially the Kardashians, certainly, of uh, the Simple Life, which is sort of like a big premise of like following Paris and Nicole, but I think that just the idea of following celebrities around through like contrived situations like uh, ends up being like a really like dominant force in, you know, uh, like quote unquote reality television over the next 20 years. Yeah, it was yeah. like Fox said, oh, I'm sorry, Lavina, but you, you want to go? No, you're good. Um, I was just going to say that I think it's important to know that, you know, some people who might even be listening to this podcast could might might even be too young to even know what the word socialite is. Um, it's basically influencer. I mean, I think that, you know, Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie, particularly Paris Hilton, really like is the OG influencer before we had the word influencer. So, you know, these days they kind of try to emulate the, the whole, you know, TikTok kids who move into a house, kind of like a big brother thing, but also they're kind of like celebrities in Gen Z culture. So you're kind of doing the whole following a celebrity around, but also doing like a competition reality show at the same time. You know, they're not always the most well-produced thing, but I think that it's important to note this because I don't think without the simple life or Paris Hilton in general, this wouldn't be a thing today. I truly believe that. And she talks about it too. So, yeah. And Lavina's right. Like, those, the, the level of influence Paris Hilton had on people before influencers were, was a thing, it was incredible. Paris Hilton was everything. People were modeling their lives, getting plastic surgery to look like her. They were carrying around little dogs. 
uh, the movie White Chicks is largely based on this idea that, you know, like these socialites can walk around with their little puppy in their purse and hand it off to people and go live their rich lives. And it, it's because of Paris Hilton. She, she created this, uh, like this world where this was something that was popular. So we cannot talk about the show without talking about how like immensely popular she was. Like she was larger than life. And so Fox, of course, thought, what's better than laughing at a rich person, right? Like, oh, you can't beat that. So let's see what we can do here. And, and, and let's find a way to put Paris into some, you know, wacky situations where we can all laugh at her. And honestly, Paris is in on a joke. Paris is entertaining. She knows that she's good TV and she leans into it. Yeah, this is really, uh, you know, Paris Hilton at the height of her powers here at the start of 2003. Uh, I think that you know, there's no way to really like um, underestimate just like how ubiquitous uh, Paris Hilton is through like the middle part of the first decade of the 2000s where that it's just everywhere and you know i i don't know if like we have a celebrity now that's just sort of like as um just um popular and like as ever present as paris hilton was like during this period of time yeah a good point no yeah lavina go ahead (laughs) (laughs) we keep doing that um i do think that you know kim kardashian could be Mm -hmm. the closest but Mm -hmm. unfortunately i feel like the celebrity culture, pop culture as we know it of the, the 2000s era um, kind of died back, in my opinion, like as late or as early as 2009. I think that with the rise of social media, we just see mm-hmm. the celeb. Like, I feel like people want the most access to their celebrities that as they can. And I feel like with influencers, YouTubers, now Twitch streamers, you know, TikTokers, obviously, they have the most, you know reach they can see everything that they're doing their vlogging their grocery store visits so we didn't get that with people like even kim kardashian because she rose to fame kind of in the late 2000s Mm -hmm. so yeah i do think that the closest would be kim k but yeah and dying out you know you really can you know draw like a very straight line from like the influence that uh you know paris hilton had to uh you know the kardashian success which you know is actually um i believe that you know, uh, Kim Kardashian was like uh, one uh, like in Paris Hilton circle and really like uh, took a lot of things from the Paris Hilton playbook, which we don't need to all uh, get into in uh, this podcast to uh, really have the Kardashian empire really uh, come uh, as the Paris Hilton you know, influence was beginning to wane. Yeah, well, the, the thing that is probably most mind blowing is if you want to talk about the, the level of fame Paris Hilton had. Just think about it like this. Kim Kardashian was Paris Hilton's stylist. She mm-hmm. worked for her. So you want, there's nobody bigger than Kim Kardashian currently. Paris was bigger than her there. She was, she was employed by Paris. So that just goes to show you the level of fame that Paris Hilton have. Like people look at Kim Kardashian's in that empire, but it's a spinoff of Paris's empire. It doesn't happen without Paris Hilton. Some might argue. So yeah, that's what we're dealing with here with the simple life. And of course, Nicole Richie was fun to watch as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Nicole Richie, uh, that I don't believe really had uh, any sort of national profile at the time that she became uh, the other half of uh, The Simple Life. Uh, is that sound right? Is that uh, am, am I making that up? Yeah, it sounds uh, 
Pretty right. Um, I think that um, in the beginning of when they had pitched this the show idea to Paris, I'm not 100%, you know, back, I might not be 100% factual with the history, but I do remember that they were pitching her this idea and they said, do you have a friend who would be willing to come with you to do this? And I think that at the time people like, see, I don't even remember this person, but I think Tara Reid was <laughs> yeah. um, pretty big in the socialite scene, but she was also an actress. So um, I think that was her and, you know, a lot of people turned it down. So it eventually just became like a a predecessor to like my Paris Hilton's My New Best Friend or whatever that show ended up being later on. Um, so they chose Nicole and I think it ended up being the perfect choice because I feel like Nicole deserved way more notoriety because she kind of carried the show, but we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, hot take. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Nicole is a good choice here um, because you'll see like the same way we said Paris Hilton is in on the joke. She gets it. Nicole gets it. They know what they're there to do. They know they're there for good TV. Like they could easily go like these are intelligent women. They could easily go and, you know, just, handle their business, work at Sonic, you know, work at the dairy farm, do their nine to five and go home. But they know we come to watch them and the impact that they have on this show is going to like largely affect their brand and, you know, their marketability. So they lean into it and it's wacky and it lasts for what, five seasons? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even think I knew that before like rewatching it this time. I was like, oh my gosh, I thought like this was one and done or maybe two seasons, but man, you get the Simple Life interns and all these other like machinations of this show. So, uh, yeah, Paris and Nicole, they worked. Now, as friends, I don't know if that lasts. You know, I think we can call some shenanigans on their actual friendship. But as television personalities, this was a formula that paid off in dividends. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about two different episodes of uh, The Simple Life. Uh, we'll put the links in the show notes, uh, but we're going to be talking about later on uh, season one, episode three. So one that's uh, very early on and then one from, I guess, the middle of the run. Uh, season three, episode seven. Uh, shout out to Renap for the season three, episode seven <laughs> of The the Simple Life. Uh, Lavina, that as somebody who has uh, watched all of The Simple Life and, and rewatched it as well. Um, I watched seasons four through five. It was kind of more of a skimming, to be mm-hmm. honest, because it kind of lost its flavor towards the end. And just like Chappelle noted, like their friendship was very, very rocky and they had become basically just business partners rather than friends who were being wacky on TV. Mm-hmm. So, yes, um, one through one through three, I had watched and rewatched. Yes. So, so Lavina. Are we supposed to be rooting for Paris and Nicole through The Simple Life? Or are we hoping for them to eventually get some sort of like comeuppance? Honestly, the way that I watch it, I'm kind of just rooting for the one-liners from Nicole. You know, Paris to say that's hot every five minutes in a very inappropriate situation. Um, I I guess you could take that as rooting for them. Um, But for the most part, I feel like with this kind of reality TV, it's very simple watching. Like you can turn off your brain and Mm -hmm. just watch them be insane. And it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always trying to look at these shows and trying to figure out like, what is the message? Like what is the show trying to tell us about uh, Paris and Nicole and uh, what it's like for the average person who is going to work? I think it's more showing like, the above average, you know, like like the rich side, right? Like, is this is not like as someone who works every day? No, I didn't take anything from this. 
Except like, oh, it must be nice to be super rich and not have to care, you know, and to go to Sonic and say, oh, you know what? I'm just not going to do what they asked me to do all day. Or I I can throw a whole fit in a in a bar and like pour bleach all over their stuff and then just go apologize and throw some money at them and everything will be okay. So I don't think this speaks to the average person. It kind of gives you like a lifestyle of the rich and famous and the rich and famous feel like, uh, you know, like, oh, if you had a bunch of money, this is how you could be living. It, it's like peering through a window yeah. at the rich people from across, this, you know, across the way. Yeah. Levina, do you feel like that you get to sort of like live vicariously through Paris and Nicole, where if you truly did have like FU money, like uh, these are the kinds of things that you could go into your workplace and do? I think definitely. I think, again, right when it was airing, people wanted access to celebrities um, and not only that, just because they enjoy them, it was because they wanted to feel what they like, kind of like living like a rock star, trashing the hotel room or whatever the typical thing is. Um, but I do also think that some people were hate watching, um, based, based upon like, you know, old Rotten Tomatoes, you know, comments and, you know, uh, reviews. I do think that a lot of it did come from hate watching because unfortunately, um, any celebrity who like a female celebrity who, you know, they, the archetype is famous for no reason. And people loved to hate on the both of them the same way we now see people hating on Kim Kardashian all the way to TikTokers like Addison Ray, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hate watch is real. And, but the, the thing is for me, watching a simple life, even back, when it was airing, I, I couldn't hate watch them because they're so lovable. Yeah, like they they paint these people and they they do horrible things, and then they just hit you with like a that's hot or like bye bitch, and then you're like, oh look at them, they're they're so adorable, they're ruining all these people's lives, but it's crazy. Like we love this, like that's just the appeal that Paris Hilton and even Nicole Richie they this is what they had on the world. This is this was their brand. It was like I'm rich and I do things and I mess up, but like. I'm hot, you know, and so we're like, yes, you're hot, yes, you know, like that's why it worked. Um, so it was something that we haven't really seen duplicated either. You know, the Kardashians work really, really hard. You know, they get a they get a bad rap, but they, I mean, they have brand recognition everywhere. They have games. They're entrepreneurial. And, you know, yeah, all all over the place. But they're not known for a catchphrase. They're not like Paris Hilton just said that hot and people just like fall out into the ground and just start crying. Like, oh my God, you said that's hot. Like, I'm in one the of bar. those people. Yeah, exactly. They're in the bar kissing random people and everybody's like, yes, kiss me. Mm-hmm. Like, Kim Kardashian them cannot do that. They, you know, they have to have a brand and all this other stuff. Paris Hilton was the brand. Do the Kardashians have a catchphrase? Feels like that, you know, that's the one thing. Maybe, uh, you know, Chris Jenner might want to be thinking about this. I feel like that maybe that's the, like the one mistake they've made along the way of that they never had the branding of a catchphrase down. Oh, wait, I think I have one. And this is very later on. Um, Kylie Jenner posted a video of her singing to her daughter Stormy to wake her up. And she was singing Rise and Shine. I feel like I sound like her a little bit. And so for a minute there, she was like, let me let me make this a business opportunity. And she put that on T-shirts and sold it, you know, very Kris Jenner-like behavior. So I think that's the closest thing. Mm-hmm. Vina, I've never laughed so hard in my life from when I saw that video the first time. Because, listen, Kardashian, so y'all, can dumb. A, y'all can do a lot of things. No one has ever told y'all y'all can sing. 
at any point. <laughs> well, Kim has a Kim has her iconic song "Jam," which is on my playlist, and so is Paris Hilton's music. But we'll get to that later. Yes, stars are blind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, do we want to just uh, talk about like uh, the overall concept of uh, the simple life? Because I do think it evolves over the course of the series. Lavina, could you just give us like a what is the premise of the simple life? So I actually even took notes. So for the first season, basically it's more of a long form kind of thing. It felt like a long form, like mini documentary or something, but they're staying in a little town called Altus, Arkansas. And they're there for five weeks. This one is the one that premiered in 2003. I took notes. I'm just saying. Um, And so they stay with the same family the entire time. So eventually as it goes on, um, I believe the second season, we're not going to talk about that one today, but they're on a road trip. um, And they're, I believe they're the ones driving through the road trip the entire time. But the third season, which we'll get to, they're basically interns and they're staying in a different small town in I think like Jersey, New York area and they stay with a different family and they have a different job each episode. So I, I like all three types of, you know, the form of the show, but I think my personal favorites, the interns, cause we get like a different family, different, you know, dynamic each time. Yeah, Chappelle, just uh, the difference between the first episode we watched and the third episode we watched, I think that you could really see like sort of like the evolution of the medium where that we had like sort of um, this narrator in the first episode. It's actually reminding me of the Joe Millionaire that we had watched back in July of like also from 2003 that I feel like that I guess they thought you needed like some narrator to explain the show to the audience at that period of time to sort of explain what the experiment was that was going on. And then even by a couple of years later, they're just like ready to move off that premise. Yeah. Like Lavina said, the first season is like a documentary. So, mm-hmm. you know, in every good documentary, you need like your Morgan Freeman guy, like, you know, doing the voiceover and kind of explaining to you what's going on because it is long form. It is like, Hey, we dropped them off with this family. And now here's the next day with the family and here's the next day. And the family has to kind of evolve with Paris and, and uh, Nicole and say, okay, this is how we're getting affected by this. This is how the town gets infected. But this is what Nicole and Paris are, are learning. Um, and so, yeah, the narrator is pushing the story. But later on, we realize, no, you have what works here. And pa- Paris and Nicole are, are what works. And so we don't need the narrator because every time there's a moment of silence, they just say, that's hot. You know, I'm gorgeous. And so, you know, what do you need a narrator for? You know, bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like the narrator um, was kind of just like a, like a, I don't know, like an, an uncle or a dad or something. It was like those crazy girls. That's just kind of how it felt for me, which, you know, was, I enjoyed it, but I do agree. Like the girl, all the girls need to do is sing like Sana, 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 whatever they're singing on the bus. And that's all we need. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about the first episode that uh, we got to watch of uh, The Simple Life, which is season one, episode three of Sonic Burger Shenanigans. And it's all about how Paris and Nicole spend a day working at a Sonic. Chappelle, uh, we've always uh, gotten your different uh, fast casual rankings. Have you ever ranked the burger joints? I've not ranked them, but you know I have opinions, Rob. Do you want to get into those? You like Sonic? (laughs) Not particularly. So Sonic is a burger joint that is known for their slushes and like milkshake type things. Um, yes, Sonic slush. Go get that between two and four happy hours. Like 
a dollar for like this Route 44, like huge ass, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can mix and match all kinds of flavors. That's what Sonic's good for. Burgers from Sonic are fine, but they put shredded lettuce on there, which is very, very ghetto. Like, why would you put shredded lettuce on a burger? Not a talk. What are you doing? And so, like, I don't like that. They're good for conies. They call, uh, you know, like yeah. hot dog type situation, dogs. corn dogs. But I mean, oh, their corn dogs are often half price and like very cheap, 50 cents or something like that. Um, their burgers are often half price. So very cheap fast food. People skate to you sometimes. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. Will I eat Sonic anytime yeah. on purpose? No. But, you know, drunken night and there's nothing else open. Sonic and I, we've we've met. We've we're acquainted. Second time Sonic is coming up on the podcast uh this week. It came up in our conversation about Survivor the Amazon because I was talking about how that there was a point where <laughs> that uh uh Heidi was trying to uh talk to uh me and Jenna and Alex about how hey, it didn't matter which one of us actually won the game. We were all just going to, you know, conspire to share the money and buy a Sonic and we were going to go into business. We we're going to buy a Sonic franchise and we were all just going to like work together and I didn't want to do that. And so I ended up like telling the producers that Heidi was trying to conspire and uh, share the money. And then we got yelled at. Okay. But here's the thing. Jenna won. You should have called. You should have called her, hey, yeah. Jenna. Well, remember the Sonic? Yeah, I think I think that the deal was off. I think when I I think I like scuttled the whole thing when when I voted out Alex. But I think that that's uh you know that was Heidi's plan. Of it didn't matter who won, we were all just going to spend the money on buying a Sonic. You should have st- stood by that. You should have said Heidi. It doesn't matter who wins. We're getting the Sonic God. Is yeah. it me? If it's Jenna, like like it doesn't matter. Like you, uh, and then maybe it wouldn't be so ghetto. You know, maybe you could change twenty twenty. What are you going to do? At least. Uh, like uh, not uh, shredded lettuce, Rob. At least, mm-hmm. you know? so it could have been the one Sonic in the country that didn't have shredded lettuce. <laughs> well, we didn't know Chappelle. We didn't have him as like the fifth business partner to say don't shred the lettuce. What do we know? People That's make true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> I will also say that uh, I did not see a lot of Sonics when I used to live in Los Angeles, but here in North Carolina, uh, I I see a lot of Sonics. Yeah, a lot of yeah. Sonics. I don't have. I really don't have one. I'm in Northern California, Bay Area. I really don't have one where if I'm just on the freeway, it's like, oh, Sonic to the here, like next exit. I don't really have that. Mm -hmm. It's more so a drive south and it's like maybe 40 minutes. (laughs) So I have only been there maybe twice. Unfortunately, do not not drive 40 minutes for a Sonic. If you're listening to this, trust me on this one. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Chappelle, where's your recommendation to get a burger? I know tough. mine. Ooh, what's yours? I mean, I'm in California, so In and Out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so if you want a better burger than In and Out, definitely go to Whataburger if you're in the South. Yeah, um, yeah. But like, if In and Out's fine, it's not. Like, I'm not gonna be like it's Get Out, but it's not Whataburger. Whataburger is an elite burger. Um, you know, I think Akiva thought that I was using Whataburger as a euphemism one time. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, like he thought you were saying like Whataburger. Yeah, well, I was like, oh, I'm I'm going to go get Whataburger. He's like, it's one in the morning. She goes, what are you doing? I was like, I keep, what do you think I'm doing? It's like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. You know, so yeah, he thought that yeah, that was code. I don't know what he thought. I don't know what he thought it was, but he didn't think I was going to get a burger. I know that much. Mm. Oh, I thought he, you meant like you you were saying Whataburger as like a weird catchphrase, but I was like, why would you say that? <laughs> that's Chappelle's. Yeah. That's hot. Whataburger. Yeah. What, what a burger. There you go, Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner. That could be that could be Kylie's next one. <laughs> Listen, if the burger wants to sponsor me, then I'm down. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lavina, could we go back to uh, the season one setup of The Simple Life where Paris and Nicole are living with a family. Can you tell us anything about the family and what was in it for them to have Paris and Nicole stay at their house? You know, they kind of made it seem like all of the family, I mean, particularly season one, because it was a new kind of idea. They didn't know what they were getting into. They didn't have previous seasons to look to. But I think for them, honestly, I'm sure there was a paycheck involved, but I do think Mm -hmm. that they genuinely wanted to like steer the girls in a, what they think is a better direction because they were, they were like very conservative, you know, it's a small, very, very small town from Arkansas. I think they like grew their own food or something like that, you know, very small town. So I think that for them, they wanted to kind of like, you know, make their lives better and instill some values and values and morals in them or something like that. Yeah. No doubt that um there there that was the premise uh like in the show that they were gonna be learning something from this family, but it just seemed like that uh, on the show at least just seemed like that they had just like complete like disarray uh coming into their lives that Paris and Nicole stay with them. Yeah. And I mean, they had in this episode, they showed the like chores board or Mm -hmm. something where they wrote everybody's name who lived in the house and they wrote Paris and Nicole. And eventually they just crossed off all their chores and wrote, why write it if they don't ever do it? So I think that they had an idea of maybe we can get the girls to do some chores, do some baking, do some like knitting with, you know, in the beginning of the episode, we saw like them go to like an old folks home and they were going to, you know, knit sweaters or something like that. And yeah, that didn't go all too yeah. well. So, Chappelle, is it ever explored? Like, are, are Paris and Nicole here against their will? Like, uh, why, why did Paris and Nicole agree to this? Uh, yeah, for the sh- for the well, obviously for the notoriety. Did Lionel Richie you know, send uh, Nicole Richie like she was grounded and yeah, has to go like live uh, and learn to, uh, the value of hard work? Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if that's what got Nicole Richie on the short list for this, uh, for the, to be the part of the duo because Lana Richie is definitely probably looking at Nicole like, you gotta grow up. You gotta grow up. Like these women are children on this show. Like they are cartoon characters and you know, they have a part of that in their real life, I'm sure. So. Yeah, Nicole Richie, you know, famously when she when she does the socialite thing, she does it big too. You know, there's DUIs involved and a lot of drama as well. Back before things could go viral, these these two women were tabloid gold. And so, yeah, maybe you hope that you send them to a small town and they pick up some morals because Paris Hilton, you know, 
it uh like gained notoriety from her sex tape largely you know and that was like scandalous at the time like oh my god women are having sex who knew you know and so you know maybe they thought like oh send them to somewhere conservative maybe they won't have a night vision sex tape come out or you know DUIs and things of that nature but we see that people are largely going to be who they are and we should allow them to do that. Yeah, I think timing wise, according to Wikipedia, the uh, infamous uh, Paris Hilton sex tape, I think dropped right before uh, The Simple Life premiered in uh, December of uh, 2003. So um, I I don't think that that was like part of the creative of the show of like, okay, we're going to reform Paris Hilton by sending her to go uh, live somewhere in the Midwest. No, it's just yeah. capitalizing on her fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. And you know, another thing too, do you guys think that, I know in the very first episode, they collected their cell phones. Do you guys really think that when the cameras weren't rolling, they didn't have their phones? Like, I just don't believe that. <laughs> no, definitely not. I, I mean, I kind of feel like that, you know, um, they are like n- not there. Like again, like they're part of the production. It's not like, you know, you go on Survivor or Big Brother and then you really are like a captive of like what the producers want to do. Like, I think that they have like as much say in it as like anybody who's a producer on the show. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree. I feel like maybe they take their phones like during the nine to five. Like, give me your phones just so y'all can get mm-hmm. this done. And then we'll give it back, you know, once, you know, between X amount of hours, because there are times where we see Paris talking on the house phone. Now, for you young listeners, there's such a, something called a house phone has a cord on it and it's long and it's like all like uh, spirally. And we see Paris talking on the phone, just complaining about this family and her simple life to her sister, uh, Nikki, Nikki, uh, Nikki uh, Hilton. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't think they're like, you know, having their cell phone in their in their purse and just can whip it out at any time. Uh, because they want to see moments like that. You know, they want to be able to film Nicole, like Paris, like calling home and talking to the Hiltons and all good, all that good stuff. Lavina, as a young person watching this uh, growing up, the, do you feel like that Paris and Nicole were good role models for young women? And I know it sounds like a crazy question, but I'm wondering, like, I feel like that there had long been like a history of like, uh, like men behaving badly and sort of like uh, just being sort of like uh, carefree and just like uh, crazy people out in society. But I don't remember if there were any other women like portrayed in that light of like, okay, you know, women can just uh, go around and just be like, uh, you know, wild and carefree also and sort of uh, be have as much fun as the men do. That's a really good point. Um, I think around this time, like I said, it was the explosion of it was golden age of reality TV. And, you know, MTV had shows featuring people like, you know, Steve-O and all that kind of stuff. And those people, well, you know, they had a reputation for being a little bit crazy. It was I still believe that it wasn't as demonized as Paris and Nicole were. Um And Paris and Nicole, to answer your role model question, I don't necessarily think that, you know, a a 21 year old woman of like any capacity really is a direct role model for, you know, the age I was in 2003. Um, You know, I was like, Lord, I don't even want to do math. I was like, like seven or something like that. I'm not going to do the math right now, but um, so I don't think that that's necessarily a good direct role model, but I don't think that they did anything. It's not like they were, you know, doing drugs on camera or like, 
mm-hmm. you know, dabbling in like alcoholism, <laughs> right? Like dabbling in like horrible things on camera. They were still nice to everybody who they came into contact with. And that was a lot of people. So I, I do think that they were way more hard on her. That is Paris and Nicole, because like I said, a lot of people were hate watching and they wanted to see them fail and they wanted to nitpick every little thing and use it as like a, well, little girls are watching this and this isn't what their parents want them to see kind of thing. But they never had the same kind of energy for people like Steve-O and like, you know, the shows like, I don't really know too much about, but like Jackass and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. Chappelle, do you have any thoughts on this? I'm trying to think back to that time. And I feel like that you had sort of like, you know, breakout uh, female pop stars uh, in this era, like, you know, uh, Britney Spears and uh, Christina Aguilera, but you didn't get that kind of access uh, from them that you got from like, uh, you know, a show like this with, uh, uh, Paris and Nicole. Well, yeah. So on the one hand, I definitely can see where there's a uh, probably a level of sexism to this idea that just because they're famous, they have to be role models when nobody was saying that about the men, right? Like Lavina pointed out, Jackass was on the air forever and no one was like, Steve-O, men are like, little boys are watching. Like, why are you acting like this? No one was going to, court. was Corey Haim? Was that his name? Feldman? What, what are the Corey's? The, the two Corey's, Corey's yeah. Yeah, the two, no one was going to the two Corey's like, <laughs> little kids, are, they see you, Robert Downey Jr., what are you doing? Like, stop it. Mm-hmm. But with Paris, and Nicole, it was like, girls behaving badly. Like, look at these socialites spiraling out of control. Lindsay Lohan got drunk one time. Misha Barton was at the club. Like, mm-hmm. who cares? Let these people live their lives. But it was such a, like, it was such a, like, a hot button item whenever you saw one of these, you know, like you said, pop icons at the time spiraling out of control. So on one hand, I see that. But then on the other hand, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and, you know, even, even the lesser pop stars of the time, like the Jessica Simpsons of the world, where yeah. they, they gave them shows like this. We, I remember Britney's show, and you know, justice for Britney, uh, you know, praying for her as well. But like, I remember Britney's show with Kevin Federline. I remember Newlyweds with Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson. I remember Ashley Parker Angel and his uh, wife at the time had a show, and it was it was a lot. So they they like to highlight the lives of these celebrities when they're doing badly. Um, but they gave them like there were some of the shows that didn't, you know, try to villainize them. It just was largely on the women's shows that try to make them look bad. And I don't know what that says about society as a whole, but definitely in 2003, it was one of those things that just worked. It got people to click or to open the tabloids in the in the line at the grocery store, I guess. <laughs> OK, so here we go. It's uh, season one, episode three of the simple life and uh they're gonna go work at uh a sonic uh in this episode and they get them up super early in the morning and they send them off to uh the sonic to go and start to spend their day uh i have to say i feel very badly for the people that have to work with paris and nicole i agree i do think that um I'm going to assume that it was an upper management decision and that the girls that were working, you know, on the front lines and, you know, manning the cash register and, you know, deep fryers don't have the choice in it. But I do think that, I I mean, I really do think that they had a, like a fun time because a lot of the times they would pan to, you know, Paris doing something unbelievable. And then they would pan to the face of the girl who was training them for the day and she would be laughing, but then she would turn serious. So I think that there was a little bit of TV 
going on, like, you know, TV, like behind the scenes stuff going in. But I do think that they still had fun because like, who wouldn't, you know, it's a not a typical day at Sonic Burger. So, yeah, Lavina, if you were at work and we just randomly dropped the socialites here, just what I mean, that didn't have to be anybody you're just a big fan of. If I was just like, okay, Lavina, just for you, we got uh, Logan Paul who's going to come work with you for the day. Like, does that make your job? Like it's gonna make your job harder because Logan Paul doesn't know what he's doing. Right. But does it make your day at work more fun? Are you like, okay, I'm fine with this? Or are you like super annoyed? Why are you doing this? I just came here to get paid and that's it. Honestly, I have experience working in a, a small, not a Sonic Burger, so a smaller scale. My first job was um, a snack bar attendant, snack bar girl at an ice rink, my local ice rink. So yeah. I've done the deep frying, I've done the cleaning the stove. So I have like a little bit of experience. So I think that if, if Logan Paul were to come to the ice rink and I was told I have to train him, not a huge fan of him. Can we role really play this? Do, Chappelle, do you want to be Logan Paul? Good one. Uh, yes. Okay. okay. Are you ready? Hi, I'm, I'm Logan Paul. I'm here to work today. I'm sure you know me from all of my things and my TikTok. And aren't you happy to see me? Not necessarily happy to see you. Um, Stop, but pause, I'm... cut the camera, cut the camera. Uh, can we do it again where she's happy to see me, please? <laughs> Okay, we're going to try this again. All right. Okay, so, sorry about Betty. that, Logan. Okay, we'll try it again. Okay. All right, from the top. Uh, hi, I'm Logan Paul. You might know me from TikTok. I know you're a follower. Don't you love... To, aren't you happy to see me? Oh my God, I'm such a huge fan. I'm so glad that you kicked that one dude's ass in the in the <laughs> boxing boxing ring, whatever. Such a huge fan. Let me show you the deep fryer. And here's how we mm, change the oil every Monday morning. I don't morning. think I'm going to change the oil, though. Like, I think you should do it. I don't think can, I'm going to actually participate with that. Part. What if what if we replace the oil with water so it's what, not as gross? What if I don't? Like, what if you and I just like stand here and say that's hot? Like, what if that happens? Are you okay with that? That sounds like fun. Yeah, I don't want okay. Logan Paul. I don't. I wouldn't want Logan Paul to say that's hot. I don't think Logan Paul <laughs> has a catchphrase. Does he <laughs> What's have his a catchphrase? I'm sorry for my actions. That's his <laughs> catchphrase. <Yeah. laughs> I apologize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like that would be a bad day at work. You know, like, I, I, especially if it's someone you don't care about. I have, I, I don't want to put this on those people, but I feel like maybe Paris Hilton is not at the top of their celebrity, you know, like for them in yeah. this particular town at this Sonic. I feel like they're like, oh, it's Paris Hilton. That's fine. But like, maybe if it's somebody you really care about, then you care, you know, you'd be a part of the bit a little bit more. I would say that I feel like that even in between watching season one and season three of this show, that people don't necessarily know that they're famous in season one, and they definitely know they're famous in season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, um, you know, like uh, like Chappelle said, or no, as Rob said, that the sex tape dropped like very early i mean people knew that she was an heiress and mm-hmm. all that stuff but i don't like we said i don't think nicole had that much notoriety except for being like again in the la club scene but i do think that paris had a similar reputation just a little bit more elevated because she was an heiress i don't think that they were like famous like a-lister kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah I-, I think that they really uh get famous uh because of this show and then Paris Hilton also then has like the uh, sex tape, which like increases her profile like exponentially at this point. But I think that the, for the most part, like the people that are in this town that they are running around with as they're filming this show, like uh, sometime in 2003, 
like uh do not know and like do not recognize uh paris hilton and nicole richie as being famous people like i think it sort of like might get like okay they're rich they're not from here but you know not necessarily that they are also celebrities Mm -hmm. yeah i was gonna say too like they this is 2003 there's no there's not really social media at the time so and i'm assuming i'm going to assume that a lot of the people that live in this town might not even own a tv so I don't really foresee them knowing them and except for like maybe a magazine tabloid, but I don't even think they were on like a tabloid cover at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- these people are part of the, they're, they're part of the celebrity, you know, they don't know it. Like they're, it's kind of like they're standing next to the next big thing and just, they can't see the forest for the trees. They're in it. So yeah, they went after this airs, then they can look back and be like, Oh, you know, you know, I was on the simple life, you know, but while it's happening, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. They're at Sonic and uh, they have a, a bunch of uh, jobs that they're going to do. Chappelle, did you know Sonic did breakfast? Yeah. Sonic has like a toaster situation, you know, like, 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 a, like a grilled, you know, like uh, like sausage on toast with egg and, you know, so they, do, they do breakfast. But Sonic has or had, I would I say had because I haven't been to Sonic in a long time, good onion rings, um, tater tots. I like their like sides. And so I was it was fun to see them working on breakfast. Um, but also, you know, we see that Nicole gets into a conflict with the onion ring machine as well mm-hmm. later on. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh less of a conflict and more of like a blatant sabotage of the onion ring machine, <laughs> but uh we'll we'll get there. There's a a, a woman that they work with, Levina. And actually I, like I, I felt very badly for this woman who was their manager, where you know, she's trying to tell Paris and Nicole what to do, and uh, they're just trying to subvert this uh, poor Sonic manager at every turn. For sure. But, you know, there's an element of, like, you got to know it's coming, girl. You got to know it's coming. They're not going to, you know, like, chop up, you know, like, lettuce and stuff. They're not going <laughs> to, like, prep things. They're not going to... But I will say, I do think that uh, Paris was a little bit of a better employee than Nicole because Nicole's just blatantly throwing the onion rings in there with no care in the world, eating the onion rings as they come out. Mm-hmm. But Paris, I was watching her clean that stove. Like I said, I've got experience in that. She was doing it properly. I was like, Paris, yeah. come on. Chappelle, that do you think for- that Nicole Richie understood the assignment better than Paris Hilton might have like from the like outset of the show? Uh, no, I actually think they found a really good balance. I think there were times where Nicole is spiraling and Paris is the straight person, right? Like just right, right on our track, handling business. And then there are times where Paris is out of control and Nicole is the one kind of steering like, oh no, we need to be doing this or we should be apologizing at this point. Later on, there are times where they are both out of control and, you know, like this host family has to pull them to the side and be like, hey, like, chill, like you're, you're ruining our lives. But yeah, I think in they each have their moments. So here, this was definitely Nicole showing up and being like, it's my time. Like, I got it. And Paris was doing what she does. She was dropping one liner. She was flirting with random people. She was putting on lip gloss. You know, so she she was just taking a backseat in that moment. But I don't think it was like any like either one of them was better at their jobs. They just happened to kind of know when to play off of each other at the, at the right time. 
Yeah, one thing I, I noticed will... across both of these episodes, Lavina, is that uh, Paris and Nicole uh, just tell random men that they think that they're attractive. And uh, we get to see how all sorts of uh, different men respond to Paris and Nicole hitting on them. For sure. Um, I actually wrote down some of my favorite lines from Nicole. Um, she as she's delivering the food um, to the cars outside, because, you know, Sonic, um, she was seeing random men and saying things like, do you guys take baths together? And, you know, I love men who sweat. And the guy says, oh, yeah, I sweat a lot. And she's like, I love that. (laughs) Very hot. Mm -hmm. So those kinds of lines, it just gets me. Like, I, I will quote those lines for the, like in the near future, like for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is is I sweat a lot? You one of your catchphrases? Um, I mean that was the the man's catchphrase. I guess okay. Nicole's catchphrase was "I love <laughs> men who sweat." So, so which hey. one are you taking? Are you I, I love men who sweat? Is that going to be your new bio? If my boyfriend plays a basketball game, I can say it to him, and maybe he'll be like, <laughs> "Okay, cool. I don't smell. Love that." <laughs> Do you think that there was something to this, though, that uh, this is like the first time like you're seeing on television uh, two women just like uh, saying like, you know, uh, harassing comments to men and seeing their reaction? It's really funny because it is kind of like a a, a, a weirder version of catcalling, but mm-hmm. very direct and not from across like across the street or whatever. And it's funny how people are shocked by it, but like a woman could walk out the door, like roll out of bed, like, you know, looking not very put together and she'll still get catcalled. And it's like a common thing. But if Nicole Richie wants to tell a man that she loves that he sweats, it's like, Holy crap. Mm-hmm. This is get this show off the air. Alert the church elders. Like <laughs> huge deal. Yeah. I, I feel like that a lot of the men don't seem to get that. It's a that they're joking also. Like, I think that like, uh, it seemed like that most of the men are taking it like very seriously. If Paris Hilton told me I was hot, I would take it seriously. Excuse mm-hmm. <laughs> me, baby. Paris, this is a Sonic. Get mm-hmm. it together. <laughs> People are watching. No, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, like, like Lavina said, catcalling is largely like a product of just like toxic masculinity and yelling and feeling like you like people deserve to hear the things that you want to say to them, regardless of, you know, when and where, time and place or who they are. And so the power dynamic switches here. And we aren't used to it. Men aren't used to being catcalled. So we really don't know how to react a lot of times when you're like, oh, heavens, you know? And so I think, yeah, they're like, oh, this, I must really be looking good because a lot of times women don't just randomly walk up to me and say, you're high. Like if this woman says that, she must mean it. Um, Or so somewhere in their head, they're thinking like, oh yeah, like this is great. I'm going to go tell people about the woman they signed who loved, you know, I'm going to go tell all my friends that I bathed with, you know? So maybe that's what it, it, it is. It's just so flattering, you know? They also make a habit of kissing random people too. Um, <laughs> so don't love that, but also you kind of get it. It's the same situation. It was right? pre-COVID. So, you know, way before COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably around West Nile. I don't know what, what the what the pandemic was at the time, but yeah. You know. It was pre-swine flu. So mm-hmm. the swine yeah. flu was like oh nine or something. That's how long ago it was. Was this, was yeah. this Mad Cow? This was around Mad Cow. Around that after time, Mad yeah. Cow. Yeah. yeah. After and Mad and Cow. that was, you know, you got that from eating beef. So uh the, you know, that might have been a thing at the Sonic, but uh mm-hmm. it didn't really come up in the episode. So 
they give them an ass- assignment, um, Lavina, where they have to update the marquee at Sonic, and they're supposed to say that it's a uh, half price burgers, and uh, this was a uh, you know a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, and what's funny is I don't know if they had like I'm assuming they gave them a like endless number of letters. <laughs> I don't know if they did kind of like a what's that word like a word word like what is that a Pictionary kind of thing. Like I don't mm. know if they like j- jumbled words together or whatever. Yeah, like an anagram. But yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. I can't I can't think of the word. Um and I don't even know if I if I can read what they wrote. I on think a you podcast. can. I think that's I mean <laughs> Say it, Lavina. Let's do it. Okay. They wrote half priced anal salty wiener burgers. And what's funny, and what's funny is that I don't know if this was like the magic of editing, but the people that were driving by, even a police officer driving by, um, they were all laughing at it. Like it's just if you saw that, you would laugh. You wouldn't necessarily be that. I feel like a lot of people wouldn't necessarily be that offended. But when the manager came out and was like, you got to change that right now, we're going to get in trouble. There's people laughing. <laughs> I don't know if it's like the editing or not or whatever, but mm-hmm. that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I do think it was uh, clever editing that when the police car drove by and then uh, they had like the uh, sound effect of like the siren going on. Like, I, I don't think that that was uh, <laughs> the real that uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, traction of uh, the police officer there. I don't think so. Yeah, salty ain't a wiener burgers. I think we're good here. Um, I I love this because it's not even clever. Like you just put random words up there, like ain't a wiener, like, like salty, salty, like like okay, you know, it wasn't like they said a derogatory sentence. They just like okay, these are hot hot button words right here. Like let's let's get the people going. Let's do something provocative. Let's put anal on the on the uh, marquee. Um. Because what is an anal wiener burger? Like you know? it's a, to me, it felt like the 2003 version of people just randomly laughing at like 69, 420. Like that's <laughs> that's just what it felt like for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they say like, and then let's hide the ladder. And the manager comes out like, oh no, where guys? The ladder goes over there. You're putting the ladder in the wrong place. Oh, like, oh, okay. Uh, like, don't put the ladder away until we check out what you did. Uh, and they're like, you know, busted that the manager is. Uh, this, and this poor manager who. You know, I don't even know if she was in on like uh, that. This is like Paris and Nicole. They're going to come in and like screw things up. Like, I think that they probably just told her like, okay, we have some new people and this is part of a TV show and you're going to teach them how to work at a Sonic. I don't think she knew necessarily that they were going to be trying to sabotage the Sonic. Yeah, like I said, I think that the decision was upper management. They're like, hey, let's get some publicity and do this and not really fully inform our employees of the situation. Because, you know, I've like I said, I've worked service and not not to say that Paris and Nicole have ever come to the snack bar at the the ice rink. But I do think that, you know. Or Logan Paul, there you go. Or Chappelle. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that I would (laughs) I don't think I would have been told so. Lavina, is there a celebrity who could come to your job and just completely freak you out right now? Is Paris Hilton still that person? You know what? Yes, I actually just realized that I have had a celebrity come in. I was who? like 17 um, and it was, I forget her name, but her actual name, but it was DJ from Full House. Oh, Candace Cameron. Um, Candace Cameron, yes. She she had a son who was um, a member of the, I think the 
the hockey team, the junior Kings, and they were doing a tournament in San Jose. So she arrived and I, I was by myself in the snack bar and she ordered a coffee. So that was fun. And you recognized her immediately. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I mean, I grew up watching Full House. It wasn't my favorite show, but I, I still knew who she was. And I had a coworker come in and they were like, I have no idea who that is. And I'm like, you are the same age as me. This is not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> you have to know who she is. We then get a, like a punishment costume for them. Uh, she felt, this, this is like on Big Brother where Paris is to call it like lost the competition and they have to put on like the Sonic guitar. Yeah. And something you should know about me is I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to be the person outside with like the Liberty Mutual, like, uh, like the Statue of Liberty, like flipping the sign. I've always wanted to do stuff like that. Nobody wants to hire me from that. They're like, you're overqualified. I'm like, I just let me do it. I'll do it for fun. I swear. Like, I, I swear, I promise I'll be great. I want to be a mascot so bad. Yes. Call AJ Mask. Get him on the phone. Let make it happen. Okay. Next time we have a live event, uh, maybe like 2025, 2026, uh, you can be, be the mascot outside of the live show. What do I wear? Is it going to be a bell? I think that's a Renap episode to figure that part out. Okay. But I, I will do it on one condition. My tag team partner, Jacob Jones, has to be there. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. We have to do it together. If he's down, I'm down. <laughs> I'm the front of the horse and he's the ass. <laughs> well, my question is, what are the qualifications for that? If they're telling you you're overqualified, what is like the, the basic qualifications <laughs> to flip the sign? Like, do you have to like be a ninja or something? Because I've seen people <laughs> do crazy stuff with that on the street corners. <laughs> yeah, my resume is just never decorated enough, but also to be decorated at the same time. I, it's a travesty. I was happy to see Paris, and Hil Paris Hilton and uh, Nicole Richie in this spot, but I was jealous. And I mean, this is probably the role that you give them, right? You really can't screw too much up if you just put them in a costume that doesn't allow a lot of range of motion um, and say, stand here. The problem is they're not going to stand there. They end up leaving. And I think they go to the grocery store randomly yeah. for, for no reason. I think they said they went to go get customers, which is wild. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hey, just being straight up nuisances. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know you're buying groceries, but do you want to come get a Sonic burger real quick? Like, uh, I'm fine. I saw the sign. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And they like wrestle in the grocery store. They're a mess. Mm -hmm. Knocking stuff over. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they had knocked like a whole like magazine shelf over. Good mm -hmm. lord. Yeah. The manager has to come collect them. Like, she legit shows up. Like, you what? You crazy kids. Oh my god. Get gosh, back come in on. here. Give yeah, you one job. Like, That's it. Basically, like yeah. you're fired. But somehow, I guess her 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 host family dad pulls up at the Sonic. Was no Lavina. Did, do I remember this correctly? Was he just like happened to be shopping there? Like, oh, I'll just get a burger, or was he just showing up to check in on them and get like the progress report for the day? It was more of a ladder. Um, and it's mm -hmm. so, so funny how it's such a small town. I'm sure this is common. I've never lived in a small town, but everybody just knows each other. She like greets him by name. He greets her by name, gives her like a little hug. Um, I thought, I thought that was funny, but yeah, I think he was, maybe he got a burger. I mean, if you're there, you're there. Get a, get a little, like a, what is it called? A frosty. I don't know. That's when <laughs> there Slushy. you go. Yeah. Might as well, might as well get one while you're there. Yeah. yeah. 
And I think there's no coincidences in uh, reality TV. So I don't think that he was just happened to be uh, in the neighborhood. I think he has to come in and, ch- and check on them. Uh, they're going to work on the onion ring machine, Chappelle. And then uh, they ultimately end up just like uh, jamming it up. Nicole Richie, I think, you know, intentionally sabotages the onion ring machine. Yeah, which I didn't love that just because I don't like. Do, can she break it? Like if she breaks the machine, they have to. I, I, don't get me wrong; they can afford to to replace mm-hmm. it. But geez, you know, maybe Sonic yeah. it just doesn't have an extra onion ring machine. Like you don't want to, like you pull up to Sonic for the one edible thing there is the onion rings, and you're like, oh, what, our onion ring machine is broken today. Excuse me, yeah, Nicole Richie jammed it up. Like I'd riot. Well, I feel bad for the other people that work at the Sonic who it's not like that they're getting like uh, combat pay on the day <laughs> that like uh, Paris and Nicole show up and make their jobs like 10 times harder. Yeah, like a stipend. Mm-hmm. The, the Paris and Hilton, yeah, the Paris Hilton uh, clause in their contract, you know, we're like, okay, if we bring in a, we bring in a socialite, you get an extra $25 because we see that, I mean, Paris and Nicole make service money in this episode they make fifty dollars basically throughout their whole day of working there and so it's like yeah welcome to minimum wage um and i think they end up taking some of the money because they lose part of the costume um so they take some of that out of their check they break the dang um you know onion ring machine Mm -hmm. and so the the other people were just like i guess we'll just be without an onion ring machine today at work i mean now people have to yell at me because the you know the hilton showed up and ruined everything um yeah yeah and it's not like they're gonna be get like the employees if paris paris and nicole are getting that low of a check um with this whole production team behind them like there's no way that they're gonna be getting a like a bonus for dealing with celebrities today no chance um Paris and Nicole. Then after it's all over, they what they sneak out of the the house. Lavina, like that is is that right? I would, that for at least for season one, it was a very regular occurrence. They would just they would be told one thing and then completely do the opposite without a thought. So mm-hmm. yeah, they would always go to you know honestly to be in a two thousand three Arkansas nightclub. Like come on, I, like I would want to be there mm-hmm. at least yeah. for a night. Yeah. And they go out and Chappelle, they're like uh, getting crazy, making out with people at the nightclub. Yeah, was, again, pre-COVID, so you could get away with this kind of stuff, but they were they were just having a good time, you know? But again, this kind of stuff was looked at as so scandalous and like, oh my gosh, did you see the simple life? They were kissing people in public. Like, oh my gosh, they, they were hugging and dancing and gyrating, you know? Look, it's fine. They they were having a good time. Nobody died, you know? They're, they're okay. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on this uh, season one, episode three of uh, The Simple Life, Lavina? I just feel like when it was airing, people didn't think they didn't know what was coming. They had no idea, like the powerhouse of, you know, I mean, I would say Nicole, too. But, you know, Paris Hilton, like Paris Hilton went on to host like SNL. She went on. Which to I think have, she like, was like um, reportedly like, uh, if not the worst, I think that Jean-Claude Van Damme was uh, like the worst host ever. But I think she's like the second worst host ever on SNL, oh according to like Tina Fey. Yeah, something something like that. I definitely heard as well, you know, and you know, she went on to have like fragrance lines and, you know, everything as we know Paris Hilton's empire as being the people had no idea what was coming. Mm-hmm. Lavina, what is your favorite Paris Hilton song? Because people, I know you know, but people don't know Paris was a recording artist for a little while. She was doing it all. It, you know what? 
It's not bad music at all. That at least, I mean, I think it was only one album, but um, mm. my favorite track is not Stars Are Blind, actually. What? It's Nothing in This World. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. you? No, I'm, stars are, I'm a Stars Are Blind guy. Uh, yeah. It was just, That's a close I, too. Yeah, I remember the video, and she's just like, I was like, okay, like she's not singing. I don't know who came up with this idea, but I support this. And she paved the way. There were so many people who had no business making songs, making songs at that time. And I think it was because of her. I remember Brooke Hogan had a song mm-hmm. uh, like like it was. Why are you doing this? Why are y'all singing? Like a lot of the actors, like the like the very popular women actors, actresses were coming like, like, oh, we're actresses. And now we have a song as well. I think Leighton Meester has a really good like a few good songs. Like she's like, amazing, you know. So yeah. it, was, it was just that, that kind of time where like you could do it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, Heidi Montag, Heidi Montag has like apparently like a cult following of to this day, like the Hills, I think is back now. So she like her music is blown up even more and like a little <laughs> cult following. Yeah. So weird. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's talk about our second episode of The Simple Life that we're going to talk about. Season 3, Episode 7 of... Uh, that. I do not think that we have the correct title for this episode, uh, but Tubi uh, was calling it daycare, but they end up being interns at a uh, TV news. Um, Lavina, do you have any experience working uh, in news? Yes, actually, that's my current full-time job. Um, I realized that, um, so I picked the two episodes. Um, Surprise. I didn't realize that it was going to be like my first job and then my current career. So Mm -hmm. that's really (laughs) weird. I just, they were just happy to be my two favorite episodes. So yes. um, And it was really bizarre looking at the 2000, I think at this point it might've been like 2004, 2005 for season Mm -hmm. three, looking at the, like the, they were in a Baltimore news station and um, the programs that they use is something that I use daily and it looks exactly the same. Wow. Like you guys had to update that. So <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, also at this point in the show's run, Chappelle, uh, we've lost the narration, but apparently they're just like going to like different families. And so they end up staying with a family where there's the, um, two, two young boys, uh, that Paris and Nicole, I guess, are sort of like in charge of watching at certain points. Yeah, this is Cody and Josh, I believe, right? And so Cody Eisner is an icon and he's telling everyone, like, I'm like, First, first of all, he's just like, 
I'm cute. I know I'm cute. But like, do y'all think I'm cute? Like, am I hot? See, that's the thing. By season three, everyone knows them. Yeah. We got the catchphrases. It's a part of the lore. You cannot go through an episode without them saying that's hot. They probably get paid every time someone else says it. Um, and so it's it. These kids, they have drank the Kool Aid. They're all in. And so it's like, my name is Cody Eisner, and Paris and Nicole are hot. And he's going to be a drummer. And he he, he I think he has an a uh, like affinity for Michael Myers. Is it like I I'm not quite sure if this child the is costume. well. Costume, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's he's an icon. He really is, truly. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lavina, what did you think of them uh, working on the morning news? So obviously, I have experience. So I'm a, I'm well. I do um, digital editing as well as um, editing for live broadcast. So I have a, a lot of familiar familiarity. <laughs> I can't say that with this kind of business. So the first thing was really weird they immediately got thrown into um with the producer the executive producer who told them write this script which was (laughs) insane like i understand why they're there but he said i I wrote this down too the show was at 6 a.m write the script it was 5 40 and he said you got to be done by 5 50 that is so not a thing like i understand (laughs) it's a tv show but I feel like people who don't even work in news, they're like, okay, that's insane, right? Mm -hmm. Because producers come in and they, you know, pop stuff into it's called a rundown and they write a little, a mini script for, you know, story they want to, you know, tell. And it's, they come in like five hours before airtime. So I'm like, you're giving these girls 10 minutes and you want it to not be horrible. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, they did the best that they could, I guess. (laughs) Chappelle, can you imagine you're a newscaster and uh, we have uh, Paris and Nicole writing your teleprompter script? No, I was going to say, that's hot. Like, bye, bitch. You know, like, uh, it's, there's not much that they, like, can bring to the table in that realm in such a short amount of time, like Lavina was saying, but just also in general, like, what are y'all talking about? Um, even in this, their assignment from the supervisor is like, hey, like, we have an interview for the Great American Smokeout. And Paris was like, what kind of smoke out? Like, mm-hmm. like, um, it's where we're trying to get people to stop smoking. She's like, oh yeah, what's going on, bitch? Like, it's very much like <laughs> that's not hot. If the, yeah, that's no, that's not hot. You know, smoke is not hot. So yeah. no, I don't I don't think you want them in this role. And I think they know it. Um, so this is peak shenanigans. This is we have staged all of this mm-hmm. because like Lavina said, this is live broadcast. There's no way they're about to let Paris and Nicole come on here and just butcher their television show in front of thousands of people. It's just not happening. Yeah, but also at this time, it's like that they are like 10 million times bigger than any of the people that are actually on the like newscast. And so like, I'm sure that they're like promoting like on Wednesday morning, like, you know, the Paris, Paris and Nicole are taking over the, the <laughs> W, uh, R N, uh, D news, like, uh, <laughs> tune in and make sure you watch. So like, yeah. I think that they, cause they were like talking about like, uh, that they were giving away Simple Life season two DVDs and and people should be calling in. So I think that they were definitely benefiting a lot more from this than the people were who worked at the Sonic in season one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess like logistically, I was kind of clenching 
like a few times because they could easily slip up and say something that's just not sponsor friendly. And I know that they probably took the risk with having them on air because like, obviously, but I do think that, you know, some sponsors, it doesn't matter how big of a celebrity you are. They don't want to be associated with Maybe they just don't even want to be associated with Paris and Nicole at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, people had issues, took issue with them at, at the time. And, you know, again, they could have easily said something. I mean, eventually Nicole says something over the phone we'll get to. Um, that was kind of like, you can get us in trouble for this. But um, they could have easily slipped that on air, too. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a world where they just record them and then present it as live, right? Like so they they take the wacky moments, do like a montage or something like that, or and just like clip things together and then say, Oh, look, it was so wacky. Nicole and Paris did these things. But in reality, they've edited out all the things that could get them in trouble, you know, and they've made it, they packaged it a lot more like polished, you know, and presentable to the possible sponsors, Lavina. Yeah, you could easily pre-produce something like that, but I don't think that's what they were doing. I don't think they had <laughs> mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Especially again, if he said we're going live at six and they arrive at five forty, like no chance. And yeah. plus the girls are always late. So Yeah. That version was called the Simple Life TV show. That wasn't like what they were doing on the morning mm-hmm. news. Mm-hmm. I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I just figured like you wouldn't risk it, but maybe they would. I I would, but you know, maybe they did. Mm-hmm. Seems like they did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the, them answering the phones from uh, the people calling in, Lavina? Well, sure. We can, we can definitely get to that. Um, but we should probably mention um, Paris talking about the weather guy first. Okay. Yeah. Then it would so, be, yeah, have context. Yeah. There's a weather mm-hmm. guy. And so the weather guy who uh, they said later on, uh, Chappelle, he was 26. That, that guy was the oldest looking 26 year old in uh, the history of the world. I would have thought he was like 56, that guy. Dang, but he was hot. So whatever. Maybe Paris know? and Nicole were wrong. Well, I think they were. Hot? I don't think <laughs> oh, he was 26. Yeah, I don't oh. think he was 26 because at the end, um, he was like, someone called saying, oh, is he 26? And he was like, I'm not 26. They were, so they I, I'm 25. Rob, they, like, I don't. <laughs> they weren't wrong, Rob. They were lying. Like, they were, they were lying. They were just like, he's hot. He's on this, on this, uh, list of hot bachelors and he's 26. And yeah. he's like, look, he's looking for someone. He was not. He, he was like, stop calling here. I'm not looking for any of this. Like, I want to talk about cloud cover and, you know, <laughs> precipitation yeah. chances and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. But the weatherman, I guess he was on some, some, I guess some producer must have said, hey, do you know that the weatherman is in the Baltimore top 50 hottest guys uh, around? And so uh, they were armed uh, with that. And uh, Paris Hilton was, uh, you know, asking the guy about as uh, they were getting ready to do the weather. And then they made the mistake of having Paris Hilton uh, do the actual weather report. uh, But uh, not before they had like uh, Nicole Richie work the like video toaster to set up what the uh like forecast was gonna be and just put like a bunch of nonsense in there you know what it's funny because i've already said this in the podcast but i said 42069 i don't know why like my brain was like she's gonna put 42069 because if this was a modern thing if anyone had free reign of like a this kind of a thing they would put that Mm -hmm. but it was 2004 so i don't think that that was the thing yet Mm mm-hmm yeah. yeah, but what what was the thing was people walking around with sweatpants with graphics on their on their butt 
And I noticed, I was like, what is this blur that keeps coming across? I was like, does Paris have the word juicy on her ass or something like that? Like, it's yes. the most 2003 moment of all time. <laughs> yes. I mean, she's she freaking pioneered that entire brand and it's coming <laughs> back now. So <laughs> just open Depop or Poshmark and it's like Y2K selling for like $50, $50 plus like 20 shipping. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Paris Hilton is going to do the weather report also at one point. And uh, I didn't think she did uh, too bad, Lavina. No, she did. I think she did such a good job. Um, and she made it, she made it funny. Not, she didn't necessarily read every single, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. She didn't necessarily read every single temperature, but yeah. you know, she had fun with it. But Chappelle, how does Paris Hilton not give the weather forecast and give us at least one that's hot or that's not hot? Well, she did end up, you know, doing the the weather and making the humidity like 1469. And they were like, 1469? She's like, yeah, do you love it? Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, that was probably like the closest she got. But yeah, she missed the mark. It's right there. That's <laughs> it's high. right there. Like, you put up on the screen, you don't even have to type numbers. Just put, that's hot. You know, like, and everybody's yeah. screen's like, ah, she did it. <laughs> Tuesday, <laughs> that's hot. Wednesday, yeah. that's not hot. Right, exactly. Yeah. She missed. It's like low hanging fruit. Maybe she just felt like it was too, like it was too easy. Yeah, yeah. Like she said the thing. Like finally, she said the thing. Um, but she did say, I think she, I think she actually might have said, "This is hot. Don't pollute." She said, "Don't pollute." <laughs> yeah, look, yeah. That's all the the snow flurries. Don't don't pollute. I was yeah, like, have to do with anything. <laughs> Which I, I thought maybe she might have been ahead of her time uh, and thought, okay, don't pollute. That's hot. And she was like really ahead of her time in terms of uh, greenhouse gases and global warming. Mm-hmm. But no, I think that she might have just been wrong by accident. Yep. Yep. Right icon. by accident, even. Yeah. An icon. Really, <laughs> truly. Ahead of her time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Her, her and Al Gore just yeah. together, hand in hand, <laughs> inventing the internet and weather. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then she also puts up like the picture of the weather guy and tells everybody to call in if you want to date him. Uh, he's 26. Uh, call up for this guy. Yeah. Phone, ringing off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I was going to say, and that's where we got the phone calls where, you know, they had the people in the, in the, um, in the broadcast booth, like, really worried about if our company is going to get in trouble for this because you know nicole was answering the phone and saying ridiculous stuff like are you hot and you know i think at one point the the you know the really taboo thing that nicole did was say are you a lesbian and she was like freaking out over it and saying we can't say things like that i'm like of course it's 2004 of course you can't say things like that 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 was pretty interesting because they were answering the phone in like, uh, like uh, I won't say, not a typical call center voice. They were using very right. sultry, you know, um, you know, hotline voices, if you will. So it was like, hello, are you a lesbian? It's like, uh, ma'am, also, what the hell does that have to do with the weather? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like Lavina said, it was a different time. So like when she said that, it was like, oh my gosh, the lights dimmed and like the music's like, oh, record scratch like oh shoot she asked somebody if she likes girls oh my god mm-hmm. you know and so they were like you could get us into so much trouble like how don't you ever do that again and so you know she learned her lesson i guess in that moment but that's we still got more calls that were just like hey so do you want to date steve are you calling for steve is this for steve the bachelor you know he's 26 and he's in the background like like i'm not 26 like please stop calling me get who gave you this number you know so 
it was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Lavina, they're also going to then uh, take the two kids uh, from the family to like Hot Topic and give the kids <laughs> a makeover. Yeah, and what's funny is I feel like the kids, you know, those kids were super, super kooky, I guess you would say. And I feel like they were super into it. But by the end of it, I feel like the younger one was like, I don't want purple hair anymore. I look different. Yeah. And I think I thought that was really cute. He was like, I don't like how I look anymore. And just immediately ran away as soon as they came home. And was like, I want that to be washed. I want to look like myself again. I thought that was so cute. Chappelle, was this a good look for 2005 or were they messing with these kids? No, see, the thing is, he wants to be a drummer. So the he, they're trying to make him look like a rock star. And we kind of talked about this hair dye in the uh, RTP Rewind way back when we talked about Blind Date with the, the women from the Shit 90 Shows Taught Me podcast. We talked about going to Hot Topic and, you mm-hmm. know, getting the the hair uh, the hair color and the, the complete makeover. It was very 2000s. And so this is this was t- this was actually typical for the time. You know, like if you want to be a rocker, how have you not gone to Hot Topic and bought like those like wristbands with the little studs on them and mm-hmm. like, you know, the spikes and all that, all that nonsense. And so, yeah, I think the kids were into it, but I mean, yeah, when Josh got home and his parents, his parents just kind of looked at him, he was not okay. He's like, I don't want to be cool anymore. I don't like this. Don't you look cool, sweetie? I don't like cool. I want to be me. I hate it here. Um, Very funny. Very, Mm -hmm. very funny. Yeah. Life lessons are taught. I feel like, see, we were wondering, is there a lesson to be taught in in these episodes? And I think the one lesson from this episode was be yourself. Mm -hmm. Very beautiful. (laughs) Anything else from season three, episode seven of uh, The Simple Life? No, I just, yeah, it's iconic. Loves it, as Nicole would say. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we took from this, uh, be yourself, don't pollute, buy gorgeous. Um, you know, things of that nature. I think I really like this episode, though. This is so funny. Of course, they end up leaving, you know, because the intern setup is that they just move from, like, job to mm-hmm. job. So this is one day, and they're they're back on the Greyhound bus, thinking son of son, son of son, later on. Um, I like the, the ending of the episode because when they get on the bus to go, I guess, to their next uh, destination... There's a lady on the bus who is clearly sick of them. You know, like she's like, why are they singing son of son? Can they like she's telling the bus driver, like, I like to speak with a manager, this black Karen. And, you know, they quickly win her over because they're like, well, do you do you want to sing son of son with us? She's like, can I? And so next thing you know, all three of them are in the back of the Greyhound bus going son of son, son of son, son of son, son of son. son." So, you know, it ends in a happy ending for all of us. Yeah. And they even named her, too. They said she's I'm silly. This is Millie, or no, they said Silly, Billy, and you're Millie. So they even named her. Mm-hmm. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> Paris Hilton really uh, was such a trendsetter, like, at this period in time. Like, I think that, you know, there were uh, probably tens of thousands of people that got little dogs uh, because of Paris Hilton. Like, I think that you cannot underestimate, like, what that did to the dog industry, that uh, having, like, a little chihuahua. um, I can't imagine, like, uh, you know, how many, like, what the percentage of people that had chihuahuas, like, in the 90s versus, like, uh, once Paris Hilton rose to 
prominence. I think even like the like Beverly Hills Chihuahua movies uh, like get spawned off of Paris Hilton. Um, she went to jail, Chappelle, and that was like such a big deal. Also, that she that it was like that uh, she was going to be serving like a short jail sentence. Yeah. So Paris, you know, as iconic as she was, she does have a like. You know, like we all have like a, a light side and a dark side and Paris's dark side was is there as well. You know, like she's 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 not like a stranger to controversy. Um, So, you know, like there are images of her in blackface that I don't love. Um, There are images of her, you know, going to jail for different things, you know. So Paris, you know, she's human, but, you know, people make mistakes. And I'm not saying we should all forgive her for her mistakes, but, you know, she's a whole person. Mm-hmm. And so that was largely part of it. But to your point about the dogs, she the impact is just incredible. I think you don't have the tiny dog like mixes that you have today without Paris Hilton, right? Like, so Chihuahua was a thing. Yes. But then people started to figure out like, what are ways that I can get regular sized dogs to look like a tiny dog so I can carry it around, right? So remember like the Puggle, that was like a thing and the like the Chorky and mm-hmm. the, the Cockapoo. It was just like, how many things can I mix with a Chihuahua or a Poodle to make it tiny so I can put it in a bag and carry it around like an accessory? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing too, is just in media still her impact in media, like on a Disney channel show, the sweet life of Zach and Cody, London Tipton had a little dog named Ivana and like, it's a kid's show and you're modeling a whole character as a hotel heiress, you know, her first name's London, you know, Paris. And I just think that that obviously this wasn't the only one, but I think that it's the one that had the most, that also had the most impact because it was for kids who are growing up in this era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as famous as uh, Paris Hilton was like in the first decades of the 2000s, uh, that Levina, I, I feel like that she uh, really fell out of uh, the public eye uh, then you know, in the 10 years following uh, the simple life. Yeah. I think that eventually, you know, she just became an entrepreneur. And like I said, she had her, like fragrance brands and you know she had like collaborations with clothing brands and you know the typical things that you see today that influencers might do um and i think that just like i said i personally believe that pop culture just died like in 2009 um and Mm -hmm. another huge thing is that um this might not seem relevant but when the, the during the economic collapse around that time um it became very much like taboo to flaunt you know, Louis Vuittons and, you know, that kind of thing. So that kind of culture became, you know, it it just became very, um, I guess you would say they tried to minimalize things as much as they could. So people like Paris Hilton weren't seen as like the Supreme anymore. And, you know, that aside, another thing too, I think that truly Kim Kardashian's and her whole empire, her whole show really surpassed what the symbol life ever was and could have been so i think it's that and i do think uh, the third thing would be social media that we talked like we talked about in the beginning of the pod Mm. yeah and i think as well like paris was growing up like she was very much famous for being like i said a cartoon character like she was on the simple life she was acting like a child and we we love to see that but she was like 21 22 when that started you know once you hit like 30 no one wants to see you like, oh, look at me. I can't, I don't know what a Sonic is. You know, like I've never been to a bank. Like what's, what's taxes? What's that? Like, that's not cute. You know, that's, that's not hot. And so, you know, for a, a woman of a certain age, maybe she was like, you know what? I need a new thing. 
But Paris is not gone. You know, she has her show She's on back. Netflix right now, Cooking with Paris. And um, I actually think I heard Kate Casey talk about this on her podcast, but Paris is still very much a child. But it's kind of <laughs> like Cooking with Paris is her transition, like you, like she's got a ton of stuffed animals and things of that nature, mm-hmm. but then she's, you know, uh, having a cooking show at the same time. So this is her transition almost, uh, in video form of her, like, okay, I'm not a child anymore, but you know, I still like to have a good time. Um, so yeah, if you want to keep up with Paris and what she's doing right now, yeah, check out, I think it's cooking with Paris on Netflix. Yeah. And I, I was going, I was just going to say that I think that another thing to note is, um, she recently talked about, she came out and talked about her experiences, um, in a private, I believe it was a private boarding school growing up. Um, and she suffered a lot of abuse there and she, I, so I would really recommend watching her documentary. I don't, I believe it might be called, this is Paris. I'm not for sure, but I did find it on YouTube. So I would highly recommend that too, because she's been very, um, active in, you know, She's doing a lot of activism based on, based on you know abuse in you know private schools. Mm-hmm. I do think that overall, over the course of her career, even like her resurgence of like having this uh, Netflix show where I watched the trailer for it, and they're saying like uh, like the, this is cooking, and like cooking is in like quotation marks, and it's like people like like screwing up recipes and like messing up the kitchen. So I feel like there's like you could see the through line from like what was going on in the simple life to this, where I feel like that. Um, that by comparison, I feel like that the Kardashians, I feel like are more like, uh, three dimensional characters than Paris Hilton, who is more of like this, uh, two dimensional where basically she has like sort of like this one gear of like, that's hot and screwing things up and not really being sort of like a fully fleshed out person. And I think that the Kardashians, what they have done with their empire is that they've incorporated sort of like the real life sort of like, uh, uh, intrigue of like their social life and you know uh having like all of these uh different uh relationships that these uh like not only is there the tv show but all these things that play out in the tabloids of like the different men that have been in the life of uh, kim kardashian where i feel like that paris hilton really has never had like prolific like uh relationships that play out in the tabloids like i feel like she's just sort of like uh with like these like different rich guys, but it's not like the types of things where she's dating other celebrities. Yeah. I was going to say that, um, I, I don't know if it's a matter of her being private. Um, it could be, but I do think that, um, I just think that the Kardashians are way more calculated and they know Mm -hmm. what they're doing. Um, I don't think that not necessarily to say that she doesn't have it Paris doesn't have it in her because she most certainly does. She's in the biz. Like she's aware of all these things, but I just, I do think that it could be, you know, maybe a result. Cause like in her documentary, she talked about how her acting ditzy, like the ditzy blonde and, you know, it was a character and it was never herself. I think a lot of us could tell that, but she said that a lot of it was a trauma response based off of the abuse that she did um, encounter as a, as a teen. So I, I think that that also has to do with it. Um, but overall the Kardashians are just better business people, dare I say. Yeah. They know it's going to sell. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you could say the same about Paris. She definitely monetizes the ditzy blonde stereotype and she uses that, that, that is her, her sword, right? That is her weapon of choice. And she does it probably better than anybody else. What the Kardashians do is they take that same, 
like Paris Hilton ditziness, you know, and say, okay, we can give that to each of the sisters in a little bit, or we can make one of the sisters the ditzy one, but then we can also bring in the drama. And that's what Paris has avoided largely in her like public career is like monetizing drama. Do you monetize the ditziness? We love to see that. Monetizing richness, we love to see that. But drama is something that she's been able to like say, oh, okay, we don't have to make that part of our brand. Or the Kardashians are like, no, no, no. What if that's part of our brand? Yes. And that's like the missing piece that Paris just doesn't, she doesn't tiptoe in that water. And she doesn't have to, but if she did, I think she would be in the same realm of kind of like the Kardashians. Yeah, Chappelle, that's so smart because I think that where Paris Hilton sort of like uh, perfected the character, I think that what the Kardashians were able to do was to marry the character and also story, which is I think is sort of like the missing element from, you could put the character in different situations with Paris Hilton, but she never really was able to uh, create a story that really, uh, you know, uh, hooked people in around the character. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say that um, the the whole monetizing drama thing, I know that, you know, the sex tape for her came out before Kim Kardashian's and they're often talked about in the same conversation. But the difference is, listen, I'm not going to like I'm not going to be, you know, a conspiracy theorist, but the Kim sex tape felt more again calculated than the Paris one. And I know that for a fact, because Paris was mortified when hers came out it was against it was it was kind of like a revenge porn situation and she was fighting it in the courts where whereas keeping up with the kardashians the very first episode we're talking about the sex tape and kim chris jenner's up here in a dr saying you know as her mom as her mom i really want it i want to just kill her but as her manager like you know <laughs> so it's that kind of thing um i think that's the really big difference yeah and and I guess from a business standpoint, if you are fine with going there, then yeah, Paris missed a, a golden opportunity because people wanted the Paris Hilton story. That's the thing. Everything that happened to her after this, the simple life, people were clamoring for the information. If it was like Paris was drunk in a nightclub, the tabloids were going for it. Boom, 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 boom. Like, who is she dating? Where is she going? What's hot? What's not? What's she wearing? You know, people wanted to know that. And she didn't give it to him. It was like, you had to go looking for it. Whereas the Kardashians are like, no, no, no. This is what we're wearing. And this is how you buy it from us. This is where we're going. And this is how you get there through us. This is what we're doing. And this is why you should go there because we said it. And Paris didn't go there. And I'm not saying that she couldn't do it, but she just didn't. And so maybe if she was willing to, she would have, you know, she would be able to claim some of that, you know, back. But I think what she does work for her. And, you know, I don't knock her from not going into that realm. It's just very impressive that the Kardashians were able to do that and still maintain, you know, a loving family, because I think if nothing else, that should have torn the family apart. They just they're just so good. Lavina, uh, what has Nicole Richie done since uh, The Simple Life? Um, Honestly, I don't yeah, do, know. Do you have any I- idea, Chappelle? Um, I'd have to really think on yeah. it. Let me let me check the the websites. Um, I can tell because- you anecdotally, uh, as I was watching the episode, uh, that uh, my wife came in and said that, oh, Nicole Richie, uh, she just is a designer and she makes like uh, expensive clothes to like. Uh, she seems uh, to uh, not uh, really be a fan of Nicole Richie's uh, newest work. Oh. 
Um, I was just going to say that I know that she's married and I believe um, she's married to Joel Madden of Good mm-hmm. Charlotte, the band. Um, and I think they have kids. But otherwise, I from what I do know, going a little bit back is that she felt very upset that she didn't get the same opportunities that Paris did mm-hmm. because she felt e- like that The Simple Life was equally her show. And I would argue she's absolutely right. Yes. Um, I remember when she she felt very upset when Paris got the SNL gig and she was never asked. So that was a huge story in the tabloids. That, mm-hmm. That's what kind of caused their drift. Um, but they still continue to make the show. So after that. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that her legal issues play, like played a big part in why she's probably not in the public eye as much anymore. There was like, she was arrested a few times. There were definitely DUIs and things of that nature. I remember like a lot of very public, you know, like, um, court appearances that were like all in the news and stuff and our probation. It was, it was a mess. And, and, and they, and the media really like took hold of it. And so I think laying low, getting married, starting a family, doing a lot of philanthropy is what she ended up leaning into. Um, and, but that was still in the, you know, 2000s prior, probably 2000 up to 2011. I'm not really sure what she's been doing lately. And, uh, and if she's a closing designer, then that would sound about right. Because I think that's what a lot of the girls are doing these days, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Anything else on The Simple Life, Paris, Nicole, Hot Weather Guys? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so happy that we got to talk about this. And this was super fun. Yeah, this was a really yes. good one. Uh, very fun uh, conversation about uh, The Simple Life and uh, everything that's happened uh, since then. Uh, Lavina, uh, what are you up to these days? You know, still working full time, you know, got my little video, edit- video edits to do, um, you know, just kind of hanging out watching some big brother 23 enjoying that as well um i'm excited for survivor um i believe i've told you guys i've never watched a survivor season live and oh. this will be my first one so yeah big announcement okay uh <laughs> oh. should be a fun one and uh lavina uh thank you so much for jumping in to uh do this where can people keep up with you Thanks for having me. Um, pretty much just twitter um at lpabs with two s's l p a v s s Yes. All right, Lavina. Lavina is my Twitter like spirit animal. Um, <laughs> like there, there. The few times where I'm not tweeting, I don't have to because I know Lavina's going to say the thing. I remember <laughs> D- DMing Lavina months ago and being like, "Please come talk to me on the rewind. Just pick something. I don't know what we have to do, but you have to because she doesn't have wrong opinions. You guys, like the Lavina <laughs> is correct, and you know I, she has taught me about hockey. So Lavina, thank you so much for coming and talking to us uh, about this. I, I can tell you really like the show. And I liked going and watching it and kind of reliving some of these moments with you. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Super fun. Chappelle, what's coming mm-hmm. up for you this week? Uh, okay. I think you and I need to kind of discuss the happenings that were the Big Brother uh, Canada versus Big Brother US celebrity net fight. Mm-hmm. That, uh, yeah, you, that you were there uh, in person. Yes, me and my tag team partner, Trey J, a.k.a. Jacob Jones, had a good time taking over the RJP grams. Hopefully that video is saved for people to go listen to this and go watch it. Because mm-hmm. even if you don't care about boxing or Celebrity Big Brother, please go watch the shenanigans that are Jacob Jones. Um, because <laughs> I recorded them as much as I could and I don't think anybody should miss it. Um, also... Uh, so maybe you and I can talk about things on the slop. I think I might just make an appearance on that, even though I was on last week. Um, uh, I think finally I'm going to get to talk to Puya and Jenny Autumn about Sexy Beast. Yes. Um, yes. And so I'm looking forward to that. Sasha and I 
uh, Sasha, Joseph, and I are going to be exploring the world of Never Have I Ever on the Silent Podcast, which is her home uh, podcast. And so I'll be joining her to, to cover that um, probably episodically. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but that should be uh, starting this week as well. And then next week on the Rewind, I think uh, it'll be me, Jason, and Asia to talk to you again, Rob. We're coming back for a sequel. Yes. You know about that? Yes, uh, that MTV Cribs is back, and we're gonna cut. We talked about the uh, MTV Rewind of it, but they're rebooting Cribs. Is that right? Yeah, it looks like they're rebooting Cribs and the Surreal Life, and so we haven't talked about the Surreal Life yet, but it's oh. on my to do list. Okay, but uh, but Cribs, uh, yeah, the reboot for Cribs is happening, and so. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to go look at the old days of Cribs like we did in the Rewind and then kind of talk about what it looks like in a 2021 lens. Because I think we asked the question, you know, would it work? You know, mm-hmm. should this a, is this a missed opportunity in quarantine, you know, to go and just stare at people's homes, you know, right. wear a mask and just walk around. Um, so this is where we get to talk about it. Is that back on MTV or is it Paramount Plus? I don't know. Okay, well, we'll all right, see. we'll find we'll find out. Okay. Yeah, what? So we'll talk about the new the new version of uh, Crib. Sam is saying uh, MTV, and also uh, I will have the pleasure of talking to Chappelle and Jason Reed on the David versus Goliath uh, number six best season of all time. Um, do you think that uh, Jason Reed might be on the updated uh, top fifty hottest guys in Baltimore list? Duh. Jump off have Jason. You seen him? Yeah, have you seen him? He's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Hi, Jason. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, Jason's hot. We all know that. That's hot. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, Rob, I'm looking forward to that, too. You know, I made a bet on Twitter that, like, if David versus Goliath was top five, I would eat a uh, eat a snake like Mike Bloom. Eat a snake? Yeah, like Mike Bloom. Mike Bloom ate a snake, so I was going to eat a snake. Duh. Mike Bloom ate a snake? Snake? Mike Bloom ate a snake. So I was going to eat a snake, too. If Mike Bloom, like, Mike Bloom, like, is this a euphemism like going to Whataburger? He he ate a snake. He legit ate a snake. And so Mike Bloom was going to, Mike Bloom did that. A dead snake? I'm going to do it too. I don't, I don't know the logistics of said snake. He ate a snake. And so the bet was, yeah, the bet was that we, Davey said that if the season became top five, he would eat a snake. And I said, well, I'd be damned if people love that season that much where it's top five. So I'll eat a snake too if it's top five. Luckily, it's top six. I don't have to eat a snake. Does Davey have with to? Our lives. No, but he should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I guess we'll get into all this on Tuesday. All right. Thank you so much for uh, checking out another episode of the RHAP Rewind. Uh, it should be a lot of fun next time when we talk about MTV Cribs. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.